Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. This morning, real quickly, First uh, Corinthians chapter two, verse nine is where I'm going to read from. We started a, a short series last week um, that was called "Get Ready for Growth." Get ready for growth, and we're going to continue in this. Um, really, what the Lord was speaking—it was a prophetic utterance kind of word uh, last week—and I'm going to continue with a prophetic message. I do believe, and this is both personal and corporate. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this. I want you to get this in your mind today, that with corporate growth, corporate blessing, corporate promises fulfilled, all these things, there is also personal attached to it. God does not bless a corporate body without blessing the personal people. Okay, I'm going to say it again. I want you to hear it. God does not bless a corporate body without blessing personal people. So he wants to bless you, and really, ultimately, that's how the blessing happens is through personal people, personal growth, personal financial uh, uh, um, uh, blessing, personal time blessing, different areas, personal anointings, personal. God brings all those things together to help bless a corporate body, okay? So I want you to get to your mind anytime I'm talking about the corporate and I'm talking about this church or I say high praise Crestview, you are not just an attendee, you are a part of it. I want you to hear that again. You are not just an attendee. You are part of the body of Christ, which is High Praise Crestview. In this church, you are part of what God is doing here. You have a part to play. We talked about it a little bit last week, how every joint supplies. That means whether you're the finger, you're the head, you're the neck, you're the vertebrae, whatever it is, if you're the fingernail, I don't care. You have a part to play in this church, and everything that happens corporately in blessing and in growth, I believe... Lord, will also happen personally. Amen? I almost knocked the keyboard down. Are you in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9? Okay, I'm going to read this real quickly. But as it is written, I want you to really pay attention to that first word. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, nor nor, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Did y'all come thungry for the word today? <laughs> That's right. We'll never, I'm never going to live it down, but I'm okay with that. April selling shirts, if you're interested, you can get them, okay? This scripture is incredible to me, and I want to declare something over you just at the top of this message, and that is this, and this is the title for today's message, and that is this, high praise, the best is still yet to come. Look at somebody and tell them, say, the best is yet to come. That's right, the best is yet to come. I want to declare that over you, and I want you to really understand that, okay, that, that 
the best, whatever God's best is for you, you have not seen it yet. It's still coming. It's still on the way. And I believe for this church corporately, the best is still on the way. I believe personally for you, the best is still on the way. I believe the best days of your marriage are still on the way. I don't care if you've been married for 45 years. The best years of your marriage are still on the way. Listen, the best years of your life, I believe they can still be yet to come. I believe that God could do great things in the former years, but I believe he can do even greater things in the years to come because I truly do believe that the best is yet to come that this has been a prophetic declaration over our church since before January whenever God spoke to me in this room and said get ready for growth that was an, that was a word saying hey Micah the best is still yet to come and then whenever I preached in the beginning of the year and the Lord gave me the word on waiting soaring and running guess what God was saying guess what you're waiting but the best is still yet to come listen to me God always has new and greater and better things to come for you if you actually believe that he can do those things. The reason you won't see those things is because you believe that the best is still in your past. Look at the chip. We talked about this last week. I'm already amped up. Let's go. Look at this last week. I mean, we talked about this last week, how the children of Israel, right? They're on the way and they're doing better things and they're going to better places, but they start believing and they get stinking thinking attitude and they start thinking that the best years were the years whenever they were in slavery, sitting around pots of meat, but God has a, a land overflowing with milk and honey for them, but they didn't see it. Why? Because they didn't believe that God could actually bring the best in their future because they were looking at their now. And sometimes we get so jacked up in our mind because we look only at the now and we don't look at the future. Oh man, my wife and I, we've been going through it for the past few weeks. We've been struggling financially and we've been fighting and, and, and money has become a source of my, our, our issues and our communications breaking down. You know what? God can still turn things around and make things better for your good in your future. Well, pastor, you don't understand. I lost my job last week and I've seen, and guess what? I do understand. I've seen people lose their job time and time again and I've also seen God arise as the provider and give more than they've ever had before and God's still pouring out more in their future well pastor you don't understand I've been struggling with sadness well guess what I believe that God is close closer than a brother and you don't have to deal in the sadness and be stuck in your sadness find a family commit to it grow in it let them love you and be there for you God wants to bring better in your life give God a shout I'm not speaking today, I'm prophesying today. This is a prophetic message to you. This is, a, this is a, an encouragement, an admonishment in the Lord for you to understand, to stop being stuck where you're at. Listen, you will always be stuck where you're at if you stick where you're at. I'm going to say it again. You will always be stuck where you're at if you just sit where you're at. If you're never willing to go and venture into the unknown. If you're never into the unknown if you're never if you're never willing to venture into something new and press past uncomfortability you will never experience God's best pastor Chelsea and I you're, uh, before high praise Christ we even started can I just tell you we were in a comfortable spot we had a mate we were associate pastor I say we had a mate we needed a little more help but but <laughs> Not much change, but uh, we were associate pastors, kids pastors, and youth pastors of one of the biggest churches in Panama City. 
We were doing, we were traveling. We had the opportunity to be able to travel and minister to other churches with our kids' ministry, with our with just Pastor Chelsea and I. We had just built a brand new, beautiful custom home that we'd only lived in for a year. That was in a gated community. Man, we were across the street. Listen, this was an old community. Like, well, I don't mean like it was built a long time ago. I mean everyone in it was was much older than us. They had no kids at home. Like, they were much older than us and had no kids at home. And they had a community pool. No one went to the pool. It was our pool. And it was literally from me to Mr. Newland back there. That's how far away the pool was. We had it made. It had bathrooms built in. It had a shower there. They had a, we had a boat ramp across the street from our house. Beautiful community. We loved it. And God says, hey, I'm about to do something and open up a door. Can I tell you, it was uncomfortable <laughs> to go from a church of a thousand plus people to coming to a church and pastoring and having to pioneer with 30. Can I tell you, it was uncomfortable having to sell our house, not knowing exactly where we would be moving here in Crestview, but knowing this is where God had called us to be. And now you, you see me weep up and cry about talking about this kind of stuff all the time from the pulpit. And you want to know why I get emotional and weep at times? Because I realized that whenever we decided together we're going to push through uncomfortability and push into the unknown. God, I know your voice is calling me, but I don't know exactly what. I, don't, I didn't know that God would bring anyone. No one knows us. I'm 28 years old at the time. No one wants to come and listen and be pastored by a 28-year-old punk. Like, you know, like, I'm not a punk, just so you know. But in people's mind, a guy who is in Crestview wearing skinny jeans and Nikes to preach in is probably a little bit of a punk. I didn't know if anybody would want to come and listen and, and be pastored by Pastor Chelsea and I. I didn't know. We didn't know if, we would, if a worship team would ever come. We didn't know that you would come. But when, when God calls you, it is so, I cannot tell you enough, it is so worth pushing into the unknowns that you don't have full faith. Faith is not for the things you know. Well, I feel like God's called me to this or to go do this. But I've got to know that I can have this, this, and this before I'll go do this. That's not faith. That's not faith. Now, you need to be a good steward. You need to be faithful. But that's not faith. Faith is whenever you don't know what you're going into, but you know God's called you, so you're just going to walk into it and say yes. You want to experience God's best? Do that. You want to experience the best that's yet to come? Do that. Push in. I'm not saying, listen, please hear pastor's heart today. I'm not saying make dumb decisions. Because <laughs> some people go, well, I quit my job. Faith, God's going to provide. No, dumb, not smart, unintelligent. Let me pray for the Lord to fill this empty vessel. It's not smart. <laughs> 
That's not a faith move. But when, the faith move is whenever God calls you. And you know what? Maybe God will call you to quit your job to get something different. There's a, I wish one day maybe I, I can have him come and just share, preach his testimony. But Pastor Dustin Smith, I haven't even started my notes, just so you all know. Uh, once again, this is a prophetic message. I will be out by 1030. Uh, Pastor Dustin Smith, he is a staff member uh, named James. James is an incredible man of God. He's, he traveled to minister with Pastor Dustin for years in the worship realm whenever he was doing that. They were also at the same church together. And whenever Pastor Dustin launched Hope You See in Nashville, he also moved him and his family in faith because he knew that the Lord had called them to be there. James gets then a job there in Nashville working. He's a studio, he could be a studio musician, and he, there's other things he, he did. And one day the Lord spoke to him and told him to, <laughs> this is crazy, and I'm not, I'm not advising you do this, but this is just an example of when the Lord calls you and tells you to do this. You follow his word. The Lord spoke to James that he was supposed to quit his job and go part-time at the church, even if he didn't get paid. And guess what? He didn't get paid. He went on staff, unpaid, no job, and the Lord providentially provided money, financial blessing to the church to actually, within like quickly, to be able to hire James on staff and pay him what he was worth being paid. When God calls you into unknown areas, of faith, don't question, just walk with it and walk into it. That is how you will experience the best that's yet to come. Amen? Now, I will get back to my notes. Paul says before all these other amazing things where he talks about, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them who love him. Paul, before he says any of that, he says what? It is written. Before he says any of those things, before I have not seen, because he's actually quoting Isaiah here. Isaiah 64, 4 says this. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those. Get, I praise, listen to this. I'm, I'm going to start at the beginning just so you can hear the whole thing again. Since ancient times, no one has heard. No ear is perceived. No eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. For on those, what, what have we been doing for the first six months of this year? We've been waiting on the Lord. And then what's interesting here is Paul quoting Isaiah says this, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor e either have even entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them who love him. Can I tell you high praise that we are about to enter into some things that we don't even know the fullness of yet. That we have not even perceived fully yet. I believe some, there's going to be great financial blessing that are going to take place in people's lives in this church. That God has already prepared for you to take place. And now we are about to walk and step into that because we've waited on the Lord properly. We did not rush ahead of us. We talked about this in the beginning of the year. That whenever a runner goes to race, if they run ahead, they have to go back to the start. And if they run ahead, before it says go, they have to run back to the start. And I believe it's after three times, they're actually disqualified. 
I believe as a church, we did not false start one time. We have properly waited on the Lord. And because of those, that discipline, and listen, that's a spiritual discipline that everybody, every believer should have and needs to have and needs to uh, uh, make happen in their lives. Need to, need to cultivate, that's what I was looking for, need to cultivate a discipline, a spiritual discipline on waiting on the Lord in their lives. And I believe we as corporate church have waited on the Lord properly. And now he is going to begin to release the things to us, the best to us, the things that we haven't even thought up yet. He's going to begin to release to us. Amen? So I want to say this once again. So he starts with, it is written. Can I tell you, because the it is written there, you can declare to whatever has made it feel like the best isn't to come, that it is still to come. Because it's already written that it is to come. God has designed good things for you for me, for your family, for Crestview, and there is more and more better to come in your life. John 10.10 10 says, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy, and then, but listen, I have come, Jesus said, I have come to give you life, and life more better, or more abundantly, is what the word says, and I believe that God has come to give us life, and life more abundantly, to pour out greater blessings in our life, and anything that the enemy tries to come and steal, kill, and destroy has already been found out, and we're going to move forward into the good and the gooder that God has for us. Amen? Amen. Whatever plans the enemy's tried to plug you, your family and your children cannot compare to the greatness that God has for your future. You give the enemy too much credit. Oh, he's got everything against me. Oh, look at the world today. My kids will never be normal because the agendas no weapon formed against them will prosper. How many weapons? Oh, yeah. One. None. <laughs> no weapon formed against them will prosper. You give the enemy too much credit. And you think he's this big spiritual beast, got this huge arsenal coming out and just going to bombard your children. Do I believe that, yes, you need to protect and guard your children? Yes. Do I believe that you need to steward them? Yes. Do I, do I believe that you need to talk to them about those things? Absolutely. If you're not having conversations with them about those things, then you should have those conversations. If you Listen to me. If you shield them for ev from everything for their whole life, whenever they turn 18, just wait. Because then the opposite happens most of the time. They jump full-fledged in into improper conduct and sinful behavior. We have conversations with our kids all the time. At five, hey, you know, like, this areas of your body no one else touches, right? Like, you have an understanding of this, right, son? Because kids need to be made aware of these things. Because there is... There it, the thief does come to steal, kill, and destroy, 100%. The enemy wants to do that into your life. He wants to uh, uh, implement things into your, into your kids' lives. And it's your job to actually teach and train them, not just guard them and shield them. I must say that again because nobody else understands this. It is your job as a parent to not just guard them, but to teach and to train them. You should be doing that at home. Don't cry about the agendas if you're not willing to teach and train them. I'm going to say it again. If you think that just Ben and Kayla back there need to teach and train your youth, you got it wrong. If you think that just me and Pastor Chelsea are the ones who need to teach your kids what is right and wrong, you are wrong. 
And if you think that Gabby and the kids' church are the ones that are just going to be just their only spiritual lifeline, then you're going to have problems with your kids. You, as a parent, cannot get so built, uh, uh, so distracted by the everyday life that you have that you push away your children and don't take time to teach and train them in the ways of righteousness. Amen? That's a whole other word. We've heard it said numerous times, I'm sure, this too shall pass. And I believe that's true, that things can pass, things can move on. But listen, it's not enough to sustain us. This too shall pass. It's not enough to sustain us. I want to encourage you with the best is yet to come. It's not just, oh, well, this will pass and one day everything will be better. No, the best is yet to come. I'm not going to just focus on the negative. Because whenever we say this too shall pass, we're focusing on the negative things. But when we say the best is yet to come, we're focusing on our faith. Do you see the shift in perspective? The shift of perspective is this too shall pass. Oh, no, everything's so terrible. But this, the best is yet to come, means God is going to release his fullness of his best to me and my family and my life. Shift your perspective. Shift your declaration today. Amen? Now, there's an incredible word at the beginning of the scripture and that often gets overlooked, and it's but it is written. You see, the word but here is a powerful word because the word but negates everything that precedes it. The word but, it is written there. The word but puts a change. <laughs> he said but. It, 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 it says everything that's happened up to this point. Yeah, your, your, your job's been stinky. Yeah, you've had marriage problems. Yeah, your kids aren't, aren't being the most obedient. Yeah, I know your house is, is the AC is broken. Oh, your house is this or whatever. All these things, yeah, bad things have happened. But. Now, all of that, just forget it, because it is written that I have not seen, ear had not heard, what God wants to do and is about to do in your life. It is a confirmation for us to hold tightly in faith, knowing that the best is still yet to come into our life. Listen, I believe, yes, the best is yet to come to you, but I also want you to understand that often the best can't come to you until you allow the Lord to flow through you. The Lord can't give his best to you until you're willing and ready to let him flow through you. That means this. You may be older in this room, but that does not mean you've already seen God's best flow through you. You may be 75. Anybody 75 in here? Anybody? Nobody? Anybody older than 75? Okay, yeah. That doesn't mean... That doesn't mean that you've seen your best days already. There can still be greater days. Will they be different? Sure. But it doesn't make them any less great. You've got to begin to let God flow through you, and he will bring blessings and his best to you. Why do you get blessed on the other side of a testimony? Anybody my dad used to say it like this, and he still does sometimes, and it's a corny pe- preacher joke, but I'm going to make it anyways. Um, on the other side of the test is the money. Yeah. I'll bring that to the dad joke thing, uh, Steve. On the other side of the test is the money. And uh, listen. Why do you get blessed on the other side of a testimony? It's because you, in the middle of the test, are letting God's spirit perfect you. 
So you come out on the other side because you've now walked in the spirit. And whenever you walk in the spirit, which, by the way, guess what? His spirit is the best. Okay? You following this? So I'm in the middle of a test. I let his spirit flow through me. Now the best, it's no longer Micah, but now the best, his spirit is now flowing through me. So now that his spirit is flowing through me, it's going to lead me to where I need to go because I'm now going to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. I'm going to walk into what God's called me to do, which is going to be the best. He's always going to lead me to the best. And so now I can experience God's best because I opened myself up to be used by God, the spirit of God, which is the best, which will always lead me to the very best. So it's important that you're always open to let God's spirit flow through you. It's really, in all honesty, it's the law of sowing and reaping there. And you're sowing God's best. You're sowing God's best through you. You're sowing God's best through you. And then all of a sudden, God begins to bring his best to you. It's sowing and reaping. And that's what we need to be doing. We need to be doing that so we can see the best that he has for us. Y'all still with me this morning, church? Now, we talked a lot about finances this morning during the offering, and I just want to say this, though, the, and I know I've mentioned it, but God's best is not always financial, okay? Don't get so wrapped up. Once again, don't let money make you. Not all blessings are financial. Blessings can manifest in the way of peace. Sleepless nights, now you got peace, that's God's best. Depression, anxiety, overtaking you, well, blessing can be joy, and when God brings joy to you, you know that that's his best. Marriage is struggling, having issues. When God brings peace and love back into your relationship and you let his, listen to me, you want your marriage to thrive, let God's spirit work through you in your marriage. Don't lock him out of your marriage. He, he needs to be in the middle of your marriage. And he needs to be the one that's helping perfect you to love and be the person and be the husband or be the wife that you're called to be to your spouse. Not all blessings are financial. Some of them are restoration, reconciliation. But sometimes we get our minds stuck so much on God's best being a financial blessing. And then we get mad whenever the blessing manifests itself in the way of peace rather than money. Because in our mind, money is going to bring us peace. But his peace surpasses all understanding. Listen, that is worth far more than any amount of money that you can have. If anybody has been tormented with anxious uh, thoughts, with anxiety, with fear, if anybody's been tormented with that before, you'll know. There is no amount of money I can go give or get that's going to take those thoughts from me. God can. And don't get me wrong, therapy is good. I believe that's a I don't believe it is wrong to do therapy. I don't believe it's wrong to take medicine to help you. And we can talk about that sometime. We I very well may and make all of you feel very uncomfortable. Because some of you may not agree with me on that. But I believe fully that there is no amount of money that I can store up in my life 
that's going to help me if, I, if my marriage is completely broken and shattered? Could you go buy love? No. Could you buy a moment? Yes. But it's not going to be a connection in a marriage relationship which God has for you. Not all blessing is financial. we got to get our mind off of that and realize that God wants to bless you in multiple ways. Amen? I'm coming to a close. Y'all just stay with me for a couple more minutes. Has anybody in here today, I'm going to tell you a story about me for a second. Has anybody in this room ever anticipated something so much in your life that not only whenever it arrived, was it not only was it worth the wait, but it like literally blew your mind? Anybody in this room? Anybody? Am I the only one? Okay. I was about to say, y'all really don't like stuff apparently. <laughs> I'm, um, Pastor Chelsea and I, we love to take our children to Disney. Don't throw a stone at me now, please. We like taking our kids to Disney World. We have fun. We like going as a family. Some of the greatest Family memories and moments we have ever had are had at Disney World. And worst, yes. So, you know, there's some of the best times that we've had as a family, and we absolutely love going to Disney World. And um, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to Disney World because I follow everything that goes on, okay? Like, I know what's happening all the time. And I can remember years ago... Um, I'm also really love Star Wars. Anybody else like Star Wars in here? That's right. Um, I like Star Wars a lot. And as a matter of fact, my son, Levi, his first movie he ever went to in the theater, he was two years old. And I took him to The Force Awakens. And that kid, you would not believe, he sat through the whole entire, he, I mean, he had, I don't mean he was like two and a half. He was like two like, just turn two. He sat through the whole movie from start to finish. Didn't get up to use the bathroom or anything. Didn't yell. He wasn't loud, rambunctious. He sat there and listened and watched the whole movie glued. Then we went home, and I had he went and watched every single Star Wars movie after that. Had all the Star Wars merch and figures. And he would sit. He had these big, like, 9-inch, uh, I think it was, or 12-inch figures. And he would sit them on the coffee table. And he'd sit on the coffee table and watch the movie. And he'd say he was watching the movie with his boys. That's what he said. And so, we, 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 me and the boys, we like Star Wars. And um, years ago, Disney World... There was rumors and hints of a new Star Wars land coming to Disney World. And you better imagine, you better know, like, you know, at that time, I'm excited. Like, what? Are you kidding me? And then the renderings start coming out for what it's going to look like and the name, Galaxy's Edge. And they're talking about the rides they're going to have and all this. And you're going to ride in the Millennium Falcon. And then they're going to be doing this new kind of ride that's never been done before, revolutionary, called Rise of the Resistance. And this ride really is, it's like four rides in one, okay? It's amazing. It's, but I began to watch YouTube videos on it, read up on this. I'm talking about all the way to the point I know, like, like what the ride vehicles are going to do and be like and look like and, like, how, like whether it's going to be an omni-mover or it's not going to be an omni-mover and all these. Like, I get into all the nerdy kind of stuff because it's interesting to me. And so keeping up with this ride and keeping up with all of it and... Um, 
Star Wars Land Galaxy's Edge opens. We are there opening week to go to Galaxy's Edge with our kids in the pouring rain. <laughs> Got there at like, I don't remember, it was early. When, no, I'm sorry, that's, that wasn't when Galaxy's Edge opened. Galaxy's Edge was just a nice day. We walked through, it was beautiful. I walk in, I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, this is incredible. Like, this is so, so great. So then, there's one ride, the Rise of the Resistance ride, that was not open yet. And I promise you, I'm going somewhere with this story. Y'all stay with me. I'm going to flip it for you to understand it just a second. I'm not just talking about Disney, okay? Uh, I remember walking. That was the morning it was raining because we had to get there because they did what's called virtual queue, okay? Virtual queue means this. You have to get your phone out. And at, I think it was like 6 a.m., you had to be you had to be at the park in now they don't do it that way. Now you can get it from your hotel room, which is amazing. But whenever they started it, it was not that way. You had to get there, be outside, and you, could, you still could not get the virtual queue until your, your magic band had, or your ticket had been checked into Disney World. So we're there super early in line. It's raining. We stood out there 6 a.m. or earlier for a solid hour and a half or so before they even let into the park and with a two-year-old and a newborn. And so we're, we're there. We get in. Get your phone out, virtual queue, you're tapping, refresh, 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 refresh. Got one, I was like, yes, we got it, we got one, we're going on the ride today, sweet. That wasn't all for nothing. And so we go, we get on the ride, and I can remember, I promise you I'm going somewhere with this. Remember, I'm talking about just like imagining something to come and then it becoming, coming to fruition, okay? I remember riding the ride, and I kid you not, at the end of the ride, y'all don't make fun of me. I cried a little bit, all right? There was like a single tear. I got a little misty eye, like somebody was cutting onions on the ride or something. I don't know. Or it was raining on my face. Maybe they had a water feature or something like built in, but I had a tear I had to wipe because it was the most amazing ride experience I've ever been on in my life and still is to this day probably the most amazing ride experience I've ever been on in my life. You're welcome, Disney. Now sponsor me. Now you all want to go buy tickets. So, and the reason it was so amazing was because I had been anticipating what was to come. But that's not the core reason and the main reason why it was so amazing to me and still blows my mind to this day when I think about it. It's because it was so much better than what I thought it was going to be. I had looked at every rendering and it looked so much better than what I thought it was going to look. I had heard sound bites, and guess what? The ride audio and the way the atmospheric audio and everything like that was so much greater of an experience than what I could have dreamt up. And so I bring all that to this for you today. You have been dreaming up what God wants to do through you in your future and what God wants to bring to your family and I want to prophesy and prophetically declare over you that what you are dreaming up and the way that you are thinking for it all to take place, God's way is going to be so much 
better. I'm believing that the best truly is to come, that he's going to blow your mind. I believe for this church that we've had prophetic words and prophetic declarations over this church body. And you know what? There's been ways that Pastor Chelsea and I have dreamt up. You know, we didn't dream up in before our three-year anniversary, we'd have to go to two services. But this is so much better than what we had dreamed. And I'm so thankful that we are living in the fulfillment of God because we've been waiting on the Lord and walking and doing what he wanted to do. I never dreamed up or thought that we'd have a full worship team with multiple people to fill the spots that need to be filled, which by the way, in case you don't know in church culture, that's not normal. And I know like like Bradley, he can speak on this because he's been involved in numerous other churches as well, even big churches. That's not normal to have people that can volunteer, and, and that's a whole other thing. It's really not normal to have good musicians that, can vo- that will volunteer. Everybody wants to be paid. Everybody's looking for the next dollar. And we just made a decision a long time ago. Some of y'all, I'll be real honest with you. If you're, if you're here and you've been thinking about getting involved but waiting for me to pay you, it's not going to happen. Because we made a decision a long time ago that we're not hiring musicians. We're raising up worship leaders. Okay? We're not hiring singers. We're raising those who worship in spirit and truth and do it all for the glory of our king, not for the glory of them. Hmm? And we have the same, just so everybody knows, Panama City is the same way. We don't hire musicians. We're a worship team that worships together. And we're raising up worship leaders. I don't know where I was going. Oh, yeah. It's not normal to have worship team with multiple spots who volunteer that we could put. We have two drummers. We have multiple keyboard players. We have multiple bassists. We have now multiple electric guitars. We have multiple acoustic guitars. We literally have multiple in different Areas I never dreamed or envisioned for that to take place in our church body by less than three years old. I never dreamt that that I'm be, I'm be like I never dreamt that the mayor would even know who I mean not that we're in that big of a city but even know who High Praise Crestview is it, within three years and, and listen the mayor knows who High Praise he's gonna be here tomorrow he's coming tomorrow to the back to school outreach thing but the mayor knows what we're doing here as a church he and we we have lunch with him monthly at these prayer meeting things that we go to and so we're involved in the community but I never dreamt up that the way that that the way this would all take Take place, and you know what? It's been so much better and more fulfilling because listen, God's way is always the best way. Miss Donna, will you come play, please? We're coming to a close. So I want you just to think for a moment. Every time you feel down about a situation, about your life, and where you are right now, just remind yourself that the best is always yet to come. Even in all my imaginations, Paul says the things God has for me haven't even entered my heart. There's no understanding of comprehension to the magnitude of what God will and can do. I praise, I believe he's going to do that, these things in your life. Your promise is coming, and it'll be better. Your marriage is being healed, and it's going to be better. Your finances are getting back in order, and they're going to be better. Your kids are coming back to God, and it's going to be better. Your peace is coming back. And it's going to be better. Your joy, you're taking your joy back. And your joy is going to be better. Listen, this church is changing. And guess what? It's going to be better. And I believe in the future, the building will be changing. And it's going to be better. And we're going to have greater things and greater ways to minister to our community. Because God always wants to do better for his children. How many of you have children in this room? Raise your hand. How many of you always want to get something better for your children? Maybe some of you, you put your hand down and pray for you. But I don't know about you. Like I go to Walmart and I'm like, 
want a toy? You want a new video game? You, I just want to give you something better because I love you. Listen, Father's heart to you is always better. Don't believe anything less than that. Oh, God just wants to punish me. No, he doesn't. He wants to give you better in your life. Get your life together. Straighten yourself up. Stop being that way. Stop being, oh, downcast on my soul. Like, oh. Awake to his goodness again and know that he has better for you in your future. Amen. Will you stand to your feet this morning and lift your hands to the Lord? I'm going to pray over you prophetically this morning. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for this church. I thank you, Lord, you're just getting started with what you want to do here at High Praise. I thank you for this incredible group and body of believers that you brought together by your spirit. We give you all praise, honor, and glory for it now in Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank you for every single heart represented in this room. I thank you, Lord. I speak to those that have been dealing with sorrow, that have been dealing with anxiety, that have been dealing with fear of the future, even fear of death. Lord, we come against that now in the name of Jesus. Prophetically, we pray over those things, and we decree and we declare deliverance because you have greater father i thank you lord i speak over every heart and i just speak over terminal illnesses now in the name of jesus things that the doctor has said are incurable lord we speak a cure you are the great physician father and you are healing bodies now in the name of jesus so we speak healing over their life from the top of their head to the soles of their feet in jesus name we thank you lord and we pray for those that have been battling with addiction now in the name of jesus and have been afraid and concerned that they're going to be stuck in this addiction cycle forever. And Lord, we speak deliverance now and freedom to the captive because your ways are greater and you have better things ahead in, in store for them. So Lord, we ask now as willing vessels and, 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 our, and our spirits and our hearts are open, we ask Holy Spirit move and flow through us so we can flow in the best and we can begin to sow the best seed so that we can see the harvest of that seed so that we can see your goodness in the land of the living so that we can see your greatness and your power and the best that is still yet to come. So we give you all glory, all honor, and all praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Will you give God a hand clap of praise this morning? Amen.